the Bear Down Podcast Softball Edition. Joined today, Arizona softball standout, Allie Skaggs. Allie, thanks for joining us. No, thank you. Now, well, there's a lot to get into because you're having a terrific season so far in your sophomore year. But as we start here with the podcast, we're going to go back, start mm-hmm. at the beginning. Um, both your parents, U of A alums. Yes, they what, are. What was that like growing up? Oh, yeah. We're a huge Arizona family. So my parents even have one of the little block squares outside of McHale. It's awesome. Every time I walk past it, all of my teammates see it. And that's one of the things that, I mean, they know about me. So um, growing up, we we're a huge Arizona family. My dad loves athletics. My mom, same thing. They both um, went to Pima Community College, played sports there. Um, we just, even though we were in Louisville, like we were watching Arizona all the time. Um, I was probably too young to really get into it. I just like softball in general. I would watch Florida, I'd watch Auburn, um, anyone that was kind of on the TV. But um, I would come to Arizona camps. I'd come, we'd come out to games too. Like we'd come visit my family and um, just being an Arizona family really led me to coming here. I think that's something that brought me back. And you, you end up growing or growing up, you're born in Tucson, I should say. And then you move to Louisville, Kentucky um, with your family. But then you come back for your senior year of high school at Iron, Ironwood Ridge. Um, what was that like to come back to Tucson, play softball, albeit a season cut short from COVID your final year? Yeah. So um, the cool thing was is that why I decided to move was in Louisville, I got to play four years of high school ball. So you could play up with your high school team if you lived within the resides of your high school. So I got four years at my high school there. So by the time it was my junior year, I was like, all right, I think I'm kind of ready to, I'm ready to get out there. I want to be around U of A. I want to go to softball games. I want to see what life is like before I have to actually do it myself. Um, so I moved out here senior year, went to Ironwood Ridge and Devin Nats, one of my teammates also transferred with me. And so we had this stacked team. It was so much fun. Like you get, <laughs> Miss High School that gets two Arizona commit transfers. Like, um, we get, I think we got 10 games in. We were dominating. Our team was good. And uh, then COVID, we were kind of like, I just remember, I still remember like the game that we were at when COVID first was kind of getting talked about. And I still remember in the cages, our team was like, dude, what if like, what if this gets canceled? Like, what if we get a couple weeks off, you know? And um, like the next day, I think it was, okay, shut down. We're done for two weeks. Maybe we'll, we'll reevaluate. Um, so that was unfortunate. I think. I think the girls that were on that team for the longest time probably felt it a little bit more than me just because I transferred. So I was kind of like, you know what? All right, it's time to go to U of A. I was, I was ready to move on. Um, but it was really fun. It was, it was a good year until it got shut down. But I would have liked to have seen where we could have gone with Devin and I. But I'm glad we're here now. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention the commitment tweet to U of A, a picture of you as a youngster uh-huh. rocking like a 1994 throwback oh, ball cap face jacket. Yeah, that was probably my mom. <laughs> so I'm sure they had they had me in all sorts of gear growing up. So I'm sure I have so many baby pictures of me wearing everything Arizona. And I think a testament to really the reach of the Arizona softball program is here you are, born in Tucson, you moved to Louisville, Kentucky, you end up coming back here. But in Louisville, Kentucky, it comes full circle with one of the program greats and Jenny Dalton Hill, the relationship you started with her. Yeah, so I actually, I played against her daughter, Brooke Hill, in high school ball. It was my sophomore year. Um, I played against her one time and my mom was like, Jenny Dalton's daughter's on this team. And I kind of was like, I didn't really know a whole lot about like Arizona, the history of it. So I was like, okay. Sweet. And so my mom's like, you have to meet her. You have to meet her. <laughs> and so um, after the game, I have the picture of Jenny and I, but we, I was just, 
I, I met an Arizona legend and she was like, I'm so, I was committed at the time. So um, she was so excited for me. And she, ever since then, she's been looking out for me. It's, it's, um, it's, it's been really, really nice to have her in my corner. Um, like all of the tweets that I, anything that mentions me, like I always see Jenny's liking it or shouting out to me. Like she, she DM me a couple weeks ago, checking in on the season. I think having that relationship, especially being from Kentucky too, I was like, this is the greatest thing. And <laughs> that connection is just one that I feel like is so rare. Um, but the fact that we have it, it's 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 what makes us close. Yeah. <laughs> and so your journey starts as a Wildcat, uh, as a true freshman. Uh, you start seeing some time on the field when Randy Caronco goes mm -hmm. down. Uh, do you remember that first game, that first time stepping onto Mike Andrea Field and hit, at Rita Hillebrand Stadium with the Wildcat uniform on? Yeah, um, I would say that I do remember my first game in general more. We were uh, at South Florida, and I remember, like, I think my first game I hit my first home run, and it was, like, the coolest thing ever. Um, but playing at Rita, yeah, I, gosh, that was a little blurry, my first one ever there. <laughs> but... Oh, I can tell you that my butterflies were probably through the roof. Um, but still, I think like one of the things I'm still grateful for, and I guarantee you I loved it then, was hearing my name over the loudspeaker and saying like, you're starting second baseman, number nine. Oh my gosh, I, I guarantee you when that went off and I heard my name and I was in the starting lineup, oh my, it was I was through the roof. Now, uh, a tradition in the program for all new players, whether you're a freshman or a transfer, <laughs> is that first road trip karaoke, mm -hmm. uh, called a showcase as it were. What song did you go with and how did you do? Okay, so I will say that I got voted the best. So um, I love singing. I absolutely love singing. Like I can go on car just drives like at night, whenever I want for like an hour, I can just drive around like in circles around the campus and I will just sing my heart out. Um, so I love singing. So when they told me a bunch of our team, like in my class, they were shy, they were nervous, you know, they get a little jittery with it, but I was so excited. I was like, okay, my turn, I get to go now. Um, but I sang Gotta Go My Own Way from High School Musical, and I sang my heart out. And I was singing both parts, too. I was singing Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens. And we were only doing, like, 40-second clips, so I was ready to keep going. Like, I was still – I was singing, and they were like, okay. They started clapping, like, you're good, you're done. And I was like, what? No, I haven't even hit, like, the high note yet, okay? But, yeah, that was mine, and I think – I got voted designated best one, I think, so. Right. I, Humble brag, no big yeah, deal. Yeah, I mean, right? I, was, I was pretty proud. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have to ask you, your freshman season coming in the last season, Mike Andrea coaching in Arizona, what do you look back at or how do you reflect on being a part of that legacy of his? I think it's incredible. Honestly, I feel like now that I've had time to let it sink in that I was part of, one, part of coaches last year and, two, part of – Kate's first year. Um, I think that's something that I will forever be thankful for. Um, playing for coach is an honor. And I think like it's sinking in that, wow, he recruited you and you got to play on his last team. Like look at how many great things he did and you were part of it. And you got to see, you got to honor him as part of his last team. And I think um, playing for him, I loved it. He's he's like family still to all of us. Like I just saw him yesterday walking around McHale and we sat and talked for 20 minutes. Like he's that type of guy where he's, he's family to you. He will always, like he sends you birthday texts every year. Like he's always on it. Um, you can tell he cares and he was a great guy to play with. And I'm so honored that I, I was able to send him off and I was part of that team. Now, when you wrapped up your freshman season and you were you know, seven coming back and looking towards your sophomore season. What did you have in your mind as far as, hey, this freshman season's over, coach is retired, Caitlin's coming in, just mm -hmm. kind of what was your mindset like going into this sophomore season? Yeah, I was just, I was 
while it was unfortunate that Raina went down, I was thankful because playing those games that I got, it allowed me to build that um, relationship with Kate. And so I knew that as soon as Raina was gone, like that was my spot to take, like that was my thing. So I got to play behind her. And then when she went down, I played for her. So um, I knew that sophomore year, that was mine. Like it was, and I was able to build that relationship. So Kate had the trust in me of saying like, okay, she played, she's ready to go. Like she's going next year, that's her spot. Um, and so I think just building that confidence too, I was like, okay, I can, I can compete at this level and I, I'm ready to go. Um, and coming back, I was, that's how I approached this whole fall coming in. I was ready. I was ready to start. I was ready to be the second baseman. Um, and so I, and I continue to carry that now. I'm thankful that I get to be out there. Now, there are people in the program who have labeled you the team hype woman. <laughs> Is that true? Do do you smile and are you proud of that? And oh, yeah. how do you get a reputation like yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, I I would say 100%. I would say um, my teammate Izzy Pacho is definitely another hype woman. So her and I come as like a, a package deal. Um, but I will say, yes, I am extremely high energy. I will be the first person to scream and say, great freaking play. That's amazing. Or like jumping up and down, like throwing my hands up in the air. Like I, I do all of that. Um, that's something I started doing that like sophomore year of high school. I got out of my shell and I was like, okay, let's just get excited. And so I think that's, I pride myself on it. I, if you come to watch any game, I am nonstop talking in the field. I'm, I'm cheering on my pitcher every single pitch. If they throw a ball, I'm like, ah, I see what you're doing. Like great pitch. Um, anyone gets a hit, I'm jumping up in that dugout. Like I am <laughs> screaming my head off, starting cheers, um, doing anything to get everyone else around me hyped up. So 100%, I feel like my energy is almost never lacking. So yeah, I pride myself on it for sure. So we have we have kind of the dugout part mm -hmm. portion of that, um, but outside of that, outside of playing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, having the opportunity to play at a legendary facility, what is your favorite game day tradition at Hill and Brave? I would say, honestly, I love playing hacky. <laughs> I will say, I know that it's weird, and I know that it's not like a normal like softball thing, but I love playing hacky. Like I'm the first person. Like Izzy and I will make eye contact. And I'm like. Hack. like we'll do like a little kicking thing to us <laughs> and we're like okay yeah so we'll go for 20 minutes we'll just go kick a little hacky sack around I, I would say that's my favorite I love it and we're very competitive so like we we have to get so we call it a hack and so however many people you have in your group everyone has to touch it in order to get a hack so we're very competitive we're like touch it go like run go get it like so we're very it gets us ready to roll for and then competitive we have, even in hack yes we're yes. oh we're a very competitive group <laughs> and it gets you know it gets your hips opened up for the game and so i would say yeah well it's a little odd that's my favorite thing now part of your uh pre at bat routine walk-up song you chose a track from the mandalorian soundtrack yep. <laughs> what was what was behind that why why the selection i'm a huge star wars fan i love star wars like that's my favorite series i've watched everything um and then so i watched the mandalorian like over the past few or months i guess whenever it came out and so i heard the soundtrack and i was like oh this is dope like if i walk <laughs> up to this right now it's gonna be and then i also like i love it because the few, however many Star Wars fans there are in the stands, they love it. And so <laughs> I had like, I'm sure I guarantee you like 80% of people were probably like, what? What is this? Like, you know, okay. But then I had like five people come up to me after the game. They're like, oh, that was the greatest thing ever. Like, I love your walk-up song. That was great. I was like, okay, good. I'm, I'm glad I reached like some audience here. Um, but it's cool. I walk up and I feel like, okay, this is dope. Like, I'm the Mandalorian right now. I'm going to go hit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, oh, I, I love it. I love Star Wars. And as you, as that song goes off and you're stepping, stepping into the box, 
what's the Alias Gags pre-app app routine? What's going through your mind? What do what are some of your go-tos as far as just getting ready for that particular app app? Yeah, um, I honestly really like to look down to my third base coach. So Lauren Lappin's down there. Um, I always, I just like to get like the approval of, all right, come on. Like she always says, all right, great hitter, like let's go. And so I look at her and I get the knots. So I give her a little knot. I'm like, okay, I'm with you. Um, grab a little bit of dirt. I do like a little a little wipe of the dirt. And then I always grab my bat in two hands, deep breath, let it all go, like relax my shoulders. Then I get in the box and I just kind of, I wait for the pitcher and I'm like, all right, cool, let's go. Um, I don't, I tend to not think a whole lot when I'm in the box. I just, I honestly, I trust myself and I'm like, okay, whatever happens is that bad, it happens. I go up and I'm, I will tell you like, if you ever watch me hit, I swing at a lot. So I go up there and I'm hacking. So whatever it is, like, I always, I have a plan to just hit the ball hard. So I go up and um, I'm not, I don't, I don't hyper-focus on, okay, if she, I'm waiting for her to throw me a curveball. Like I want to go hit that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hitting anything hard that's over the plate. Um, and so I think like keeping my head kind of clear in that way, instead of overanalyzing and trying to be perfect about, oh, what's she going to throw me? I'm going to freak out. Like don't, don't let her throw this to you because then you'll get beat. It's more of like throw me the ball anywhere over the plate. And I'm going to hit it as hard as I can. And that approach most certainly working so far <laughs> in the sophomore season, Allie. Um, you have a number of milestones you've hit, one of which the three home run game against UTEP, uh, tying the program record and having your name go into the record book alongside the names like Jesse Harper, Kathy Malga, Jenny Dalton Hill. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that and that <laughs> just milestone accomplishment already this season? It's awesome. Um, I always just... I always go back to being the kid from Louisville. Like, I, I think that's the coolest thing ever is that, you know, you see all of these kids that were big time ranked and were always on like, on all the articles for being great players coming into Arizona. And then I feel like I was kind of under the radar. Um, and then coming in and doing something like that and being where I'm from and having like the support system back home. Um, I think it's so cool. Like I will forever, I will like, I get goosebumps thinking about it. I'm like, wow, Allie Skaggs is in the record books. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. I think that's something like I will never take anything like that for granted. And um, I, I'm honored. <laughs> and I think a symbol of your outstanding season so far, Allie, is you had three goals that you achieved in one week. Three home run game, Pac-12 player of the week, mm -hmm. hitting a grand slam pretty good week at the, at the yeah. office for you. Yeah, I was, like I said, I swing a lot. So um, <laughs> I think when you're when you're hot like that, you, I swing more, um, seeing the ball kind of like a beach ball. Um, but yeah, I was very, I was so pumped. I feel like I wasn't even thinking about them as goals. Like I don't, I don't play for them, but then when I did it, I was like, oh, I can cross it off, that's great. Um, another one too, I will say that I'm proud of, I did it a couple weeks ago. I cleared Kendra's corner, it was in practice, but I hit it over the bleachers and that's another goal that I had. And oh. it was, uh, so I'm very proud of we're that. Checking, so I'm gonna share that. <laughs> we're, we're checking the boxes yes. on, on, the, on the goals. <laughs> uh, and just to kind of put the cherry on top for mm -hmm. that stretch you're on, uh, eight home runs in seven games, first Arizona player since Stacey Chambers, 2009 to do it. Oh, wow. We can, we can, we can check that box too. On, yeah, on I did list. not know that, wow. Um, <laughs> Sitting here today, obviously you're in the home stretch of Pac-12 season, and you're you've had this outstanding year, and you will continue to do so. When you look back, what do you point to, or what do you realize as maybe a catalyst or a reason for that you've had this success here in your sophomore season? I was prepared very well. I think um, I'll, I'll even go back to club ball in high school. I was I had a fantastic coach that taught me how to hit and how to play softball the right way. Um, I think. 
I learned from an early age, like just take good at bats and you'll get better. And I think like mindset too, is that I always know no matter how good or bad I do, it's always like, I try to, I do my best to stay here. And I think that that's something I pride myself on is that when I do great, like I'll tell you this past week, okay, that those stats, those numbers are pretty good, but I still feel like, okay, like, let's go. You don't want to go have a terrible series against Cal, like stay here. Like, okay, the ball doesn't lie. <laughs> like, um, but I think preparation, I, I trust myself. I know that I can take good at bats. I know that my swing is feeling good. Um, and so I think just staying the course and trusting what I have done up into this moment. And one, also giving myself credit for, okay, you're good. Like give yourself credit for that. Like you are good. You can compete. You can hit the ball. You can feel you, you are great and finish the season off that way. I think a lot of the success too for your student athlete experience so far here at Arizona, away from softball, uh, away from the field, you are a member of our SAC, mm -hmm. um, involved in the community service component of and, and subcommittee of that. What drew you to that and, and what kind of inspired you to get that involved um, in, in really leadership and life outside of softball? Yeah, um, I will say Izzy Pacho, my teammate, got me into that. So she's been our SAC rep for the past couple of years. Um, and I think it goes back to me being like that hype woman energy, like giving everything to everyone. Izzy looked at me and was like, okay, I want you to either take over for me or join me. Um, and so I was like, oh yeah, I'm all for that. Like I love leaders, anything to do with leadership. I'm, I'm all for it because I think my voice is strong enough to do that. Um, so I joined Izzy this year on SAC. Um, it's been great. I love it just because one, like I've gotten to meet so many other athletes and like build those relationships. I think something because freshman year was so secluded because of COVID, I feel like we weren't allowed to meet anyone. We weren't allowed to do anything. It was strictly softball, strictly go home, stay safe, don't get sick. Like it was that, it wasn't go meet, go become a part of the Arizona athletics community. So this year um, joining SAC, it's been great. Um, building relationships with the admin has been huge too. Like I, I like yesterday I saw Dave Hickey and he was like, oh, great job this week. Like way to hit. And I was like, all right, sweet. Like, you know who I am, that's awesome. <laughs> Um, building those relationships, that's what I, I wouldn't trade that. I love, that's what I do. That's, I, I love people and I love meeting as many people as possible and doing something like SAC allows me to do that. Now, also here we are in 2022, 50th anniversary of the enactment of Title IX. Um, when you think about 50 years since that landmark date and, and enactment of the law and its impact on women's sports, obviously at Arizona, softball, a huge rise of that. You know, what goes through your mind thinking about here we are 50 years later? Yeah, I'm, it's crazy to me that we're already at 50, um, but I I think it's great. I think um, the only thing we can ask for is equality, and I think Title IX does that for us. Um, and I just, the idea of it is fantastic just because I think that one facilities, like you can see Rita gets an upgrade, like you see, like you get those things that sometimes women, I feel like, we, there are times where it feels like you get a little bit like swept behind the bigger sports like football, basketball, baseball. Um, so I think Title IX gives us the opportunity to stay along there with them. Um, and I think too, like, I think it gives us the opportunity to have our voices be heard. And I think like this summer, even like Izzy Pacho and I are gonna be part of a, like a Title IX event at, we're gonna host it here. Um, we're gonna have kids come out. We're gonna teach them about Title IX. We're gonna teach them about equality. Uh, so I think it's fantastic. And I'm, I'm very proud of how far we've come with that. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, the June 23rd event we mm -hmm. are hosting it here mm -hmm. on campus. Uh, it's also got a lunchtime panel, just so you know, okay. that will include <laughs> your old friend, Jane Dalton Hill. Nice. As a panelist I of that. It. So Sweet. don't, don't want to miss that. We're going to have no, a lot of great panelists. Uh, Tanya Hughes, 
is coming. Lacey John is kind of two of our NCAA Woman of the Year award winners. Sweet. So um, definitely yeah. bring your bring yourself, bring your yeah. crew. It's going to be an awesome day. And I, I want to wrap up, Ellie, with you on life after softball. Uh, you're a journalism major. What drew you to that? And, and what's, a, what's a passion in communication and journalism of yours? Yeah, so um, I was lucky enough in high school to have like a broadcasting class offered to us. And um, so for three or four years, I was making videos and just going around the school shooting video, like doing projects outside of class, like getting on my computer, editing stuff. Um, I love that stuff. So um, once I realized that, oh, you can actually like get a job in that, like you can, you can thrive somewhere with a career. Okay. Cause I was always growing up just around sports. So I was like, maybe I'll do physical therapy. I'll become a coach, something like that. But then once I realized like you can do something fun mm -hmm. that you enjoy and you love video, you love editing, you love that type of stuff. Um, so then I said, okay, let's do, let's do journalism. Um, and I actually reached out to Kenzie Fowler, who oh. was one of our former U of A players. And I, I called her and I said, Hey, do you have any advice? Like, I know you went through the, the uh, communications journalism route. And she told me, yeah, do journalism. Um, that's kind of how I ended up here. And so I'm a journalism major now. Um, we're doing like a lot of like news writing type of thing, which is cool, but I'm, I'm like, I want to get a camera. Like I want to get behind the scenes. So I'm, I'm waiting to get involved with the athletics department to do that myself. But um, I love anything to do with camera work. So I will say my goal, my brother, so my brother plays ice hockey. And I think my goal would eventually be to be like a social media, like video editor for an NHL hockey team. Because, I mean, I'd love to start here too. But eventually, long term, I would love to end up somewhere with a hockey team. That's awesome. That's yeah. an awesome goal to have. Yeah. We would be remiss if we didn't shout out Kenzie Fowler. Yes. Pac-12 softball analyst, mm -hmm. as well as a very talented yes. editor, producer of videos and content you see on all the Arizona Athletic Social. Shout out, shout out to Kenzie. Yes, Kenzie. Um, <laughs> but that's that's it in a nutshell for you, Allie, of, you know, you have this awesome season that you're taking advantage of all the opportunities are given to you. Uh, you're on top of everything outside of softball. And uh, I think that's an interesting story that hopefully uh, fans will enjoy listening to and tuning into here on the episode. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode of the Bear Down Podcast. Ali Skaggs swinging a hot bat, playing a mean hack, and doing a lot of other things outside of softball.